Thank you for having me, Zach. I'm excited. Yeah. If you could just start off by saying uh, who you are and what you do. Hello, my name is Carrie Gallagher. I'm a stand-up comedian and I also have a corporate job. <laughs> um, and you're you are someone that I've known, I would say for years, but I don't, I don't, I, I don't know you, you know, like I I know. We see each other in passing. I've had great conversations with you, but I, I was like, I would love to have her on the podcast so we can just kind of, I, I like want to know, I don't even know where you started comedy, how you started comedy. I don't know. I don't know your backstory. So. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. How much time <laughs> do you have? Also so excited to be on the podcast and get to know you better because I completely agree. I feel like we've been on shows before. We see each other in passing. We have really good conversations. Um, but other than like the surfacey stuff, I don't think we've really been able to like sit down and chat. So this is going to be cool. Yeah. 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 And yeah, we have as much time as you need to tell your backstory. <laughs> okay. Well, it all started in Kuwait in 1985. No, I'm just kidding. It's I was like, oh, <laughs> we're getting into it. It was a snowy it did, start, it did start in 1985. That's when I was born. But as far as my comedy journey, you know, a lot of people don't know this, but the first time I ever did an open mic was in 2009 in Westchester, Pennsylvania <laughs> at a coffee shop called Furielio's or Forelio's or Fornio's. Um, but it was a true open mic in the sense of there were people doing acoustic guitar, slam poetry, um, expressional dance moves, I think is what the one girl was describing her act as. And then I went up and I did probably like a tight three and a half minutes, mostly about my disdain for dolphins. <laughs> and, uh, and then really after that, I moved to, um, I was in Philly for a little bit, lived in Boston. I was in New Zealand, but forever in the back of my head was always comedy. I got back to the Phoenix area into the Valley in 2011 and um, very similar scenario where I did one open mic. And this is a this is a Phoenix name that people who've been in the Phoenix scene for about for a minute will remember. Um, but Howard Hughes had a, now this is before stand up Scottsdale, Zach Lyman. We're going back to 2011. This okay. was before, this was the original. This is. Lowe's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like not the one after stand-up Scottsdale closed, like the one in 2004. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before when it was like in the banquet room and it was Correct. like it's were we on a show together? Because I did that maybe three times. I wouldn't be surprised. That's so um, funny. I didn't know that. It was again, I probably did one or two shows. And yes, it was the banquet room. And I think the majority of the bookings were for like quinceañeras. And then Friday and Saturday nights was Howard Hughes's show. And I did I did one show maybe in January of 2011. And it's not that I really bombed. I kind of remember the joke. It was something about um oh gosh it was so bad it was like I, I didn't like that my boyfriend at the time had a thing for my mom and it seemed like he was always like sucking at her tea right something like that and then the punchline was something to the effect of like like 
off that tit, bitch. That's my milk. Like trying to be, it was Zach. It, it was so bad. I didn't touch a mic until 2015. That's, that's, that's uh, that should have been t-shirts, really. I, mean, yeah. I, I would have bought that shirt. That's so funny. It was so, it was so bad. I think also at that point and just in general, a lot of the female comedians at that time that I was kind of looking up to and aspiring to be were really fucking dirty. Like, yeah. oh, sorry. Can I curse on this podcast? I mean, it's on a Christian network, but no, I'm kidding. You're fine. <laughs> I'll just, I'll, I'll say my Hail Marys after we record. Um, but everybody, all the gals that I was looking up to, like Chelsea Handler, um, even Whitney Cummings, as she was like really coming up through the ranks yeah. at that point. Um, Amy Schumer was just getting started, I think, on Last Comic Standing. All of these chicks were really dirty. And I, mm. I didn't realize it, but even thinking back to like some of my, and by sets, I mean, like weird jokes that I would write. We're talking about like putting, using trash bags on big dicks for condoms, like stuff that like didn't really make sense, but I just wanted to be cool. And I'm kind of glad that I ended up taking like a break just to get my own confidence and find my own voice. I, I almost did that without being in, in the comedy world at that point. And then- yeah. I remember you and I kind of really met for the first time. I want to say it was at Stand Up Scottsdale on on the patio in 2015. Really? Yeah. Okay. I think that I think that's oh, when, like, when I think about comedy and like when I really started to get in it. In it, that is the year I'm like, okay, I started doing open mics. I started going there. Um, started to to write more and and treat it less like a hobby and less like a dream and more like, okay, this is like my side hustle. So I need to mm -hmm. be serious and structured about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's similar. Like I didn't realize how similar our uh, starting was. Cause like, yeah, like right when I was starting, I did coffee shops cause I was too young. And then mm -hmm. I did stand up Scottsdale and I had the same, I had the same thing where I was just like, everyone I looked up to was so dirty and I was like, I'm naturally not that person really. And I was like, just doing raunchy edge, what I thought was like edgy humor. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and then like, it, you know, it crushes at a bar and you're like, I'm doing the right thing, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah. And then like, if we, if it was the patio in 2015, I was like, I went through this period of time where I was so anxious, where like I almost avoided talking to other comedians. And if I did, I found out later that a lot of comics thought I was like always trying to like leave the conversation, but it was really just me being anxious, being like, I got to get out of this <laughs> I gotta, I, before they're mean to me. You know, like I'm like trying to build a distance. Yeah. No, I get it. I was always looking for the escape route too, because I never felt there was like a level of anxiety as well for me, but it was always like, do I even fit in here? Do these mm. people even think I'm worthy to like have like a conversation in between sets or while they're ripping, you know, cigarettes or whatever. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it was weird. I, I had that low level of anxiety and it was just about like, am I cool enough to be here? Should <laughs> I be here? Why am I here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then like for so long, I was like, you know, it's funny to think back now because like, you know, even when I was like 21, 
people that were like 24, I was like, they're just so much more established and cooler. <laughs> like yeah, anyone, they've like been in the scene an hour, an hour longer than I have. <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't know. They seem like they got it together. <laughs> that is so funny. It's so, because for me, it's almost like age reversal because in 2015, I, I hit 30 and I was like, okay, I feel like I have the confidence to do this and I'm going to figure it out and I'm going to be professional. I'm going to get it done. And it was almost like the younger generation, not generation, but the people that were younger than me, I was like, oh my God, they're so much better than me. And they're younger. They have so much fucking more runway than I do. What am I doing? Like, I just need to quit and just stay in corporate America. And I'm happy I didn't do that, but it's, it's funny. It's like, I wish I would have just told myself like, we're literally all at the same level because we're all at the same place and we're doing the same stuff and we're making the next best decisions for us. And it's funny because I get caught up on the age thing, but again, it's like different for me. I'm like, gosh, there's so many great comics that are just starting out and they're so much younger and they've, they're doing cool things or doing great things. And I'm like, fuck man, I'm 36. Like I should, (laughs) Am I, aren't I supposed to like have a baby by now? Do they ship me <laughs> off to an island if I don't? Like what's happening? Yeah. I don't. I'm having that feeling too. Cause I just entered my thirties. Yes. Uh, okay. So you can commiserate. Yeah. I'm like, you know, it is weird though, because like when I started, everyone was like in their, you know, mid twenties or thirties yeah. or forties. And then I'm like this baby. And I was like, I gotta, you know, and then there's like this, resurgence of comedy where like I feel like people that were now 25 and 30 like just started and so it's funny that there's like new people that are my age and like and there's like this whole community or they've been doing it for a few years that are my age and um so I'm feeling less like there's this huge distance but like personally goals where I'm like yeah I've been doing this and now I'm in my 30s like it's kind of like everything I do I'm like you know like touring and sleeping on someone's couch and I'm like now I'm in my 30s like (laughs) shouldn't I get my own Airbnb or something like (laughs) oh oh yeah and you can't in your 30s you can't sleep on a couch and and not wake up walking funny the next day like unless you have like a good chiropractor in the city you're staying in don't sleep on a fucking couch we're too old for that yeah, yeah. We're <laughs> gotta, too old. Yeah, 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 exactly. Get into that. Well, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get the hotel room. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So 2015, you started like really hitting it. And yep. then um, we're, we're like, let's go from 2015 to like 2019 like in that time like what are things you're thinking about what are like some of your goals that you're trying to hit and then like did you hit those goals or did you change your goals or like you know totally I I definitely had like somewhat of a roadmap and I always wrote down what I wanted to accomplish to date all of those goals are still um not achieved have not gotten to that level yet but there were little goals that I had along the way, like just being able to perform at Stand Up Live, like checking mm. that off my box. Like I wanted to get, I wanted to get that under my belt and I did. And for me, that was a huge get because every single day in college, I walked by Stand Up Live or no, sorry. Did I say Stand Up Live? Oh my God. 
I yeah. meant to be improv. <laughs> Sorry. What? No, so this is okay. I got to take my Boniva. Okay. So, <laughs> no, it was, I wanted to get um, the Tempe improv. Not, yeah. I mean, standing live, yes, but it was a Tempe improv because I went to Arizona State and I walked by the improv every freaking day to practice. So, from like mm. 2003 to 2007, as a member of the women's lacrosse team, we practiced on those fucking fields. And I remember just like, like throwing balls, whatever we're doing. And I would just be like, I, all I want to do is like make people laugh. Like all I want to do is to have a job where my income is writing funny, funny stuff. Now, of course it was always SNL, but I always just told myself like, hey, you know what? If one day you ever do stand-up comedy, maybe maybe if you come back here, you can, you can perform at the improv. And so in 2018, I finally performed at the improv, which was like a huge get. And then yeah. what was even better is like being able to get asked back to do host spots and eventually feature. And so all of that stuff was really cool. So that was like a little goal that I've always just had. And I was able yeah. to hit that in an independent show and then with other bookings. But that was something that just like being young and like in my early 20s, I always remember wanting to perform there. The the other goal that I always really wanted, I just, I always wanted to have like some sort of talk show. It's listen, it, it's a straight up rip off of what Chelsea Handler did. I never try to fucking say I created it. No, I'm not. I'm not one of those people who's like, Oh, I'm going to like do this really great thing that no, no, I love Chelsea Handler and yeah. I love what she was doing. And when that show ended, I was like, Oh my God, I just loved like the pop culture stuff. And I loved that there was a panel of comedians that just like had their little one-liners that were so funny and creative. And so in 2018, I started a podcast that was kind of like a hybrid of like a serious interview. And then my commentary on social event or like social stuff going on, pop culture, current events. Mm. And it was called the 130 something podcast. And so essentially I kind of checked that box. Like I just had to build something that, that didn't exist. And it was kind of like a brain child of what I wanted to, to kind of carbon copy off of, of Chelsea. And then that evolved into a live show called it's a talk show, which was so much fun because I was able to get the comics in person and kind of do like games with them and do little bits with them. And then the second half of the show was an interview with like an addiction medicine specialist or a local realtor or a family law um, attorney. Mm -hmm. And so that idea of it's a talk show was kind of like my dream gig, but nobody listening really understands this, but I know you do, Zach. All of these independent shows that we put on cost a lot of money and we pay for it. Like we pay for the little gifts for the guests and we pay for, we leave our card open so people can get coffee or whatever it is. And something that like really sucked and I'll be very straightforward. I don't think anybody will be, um, I don't, I don't know, whatever, come at me. I don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> but like there were some in, I won't say any names. There were some independent coffee shops that hosted my show. It's a talk show. 
mm-hmm. and literally just treated me like shit. And I would bring in fans, not fans, like people who were there to support me and yeah. they'd be there buying food, buying coffee. And these people would genuinely forget that I existed every single month. And I would have to reintroduce myself to the manager and be like, uh, hey, are we still good for Sunday morning show? It's a talk show with me. And they're like, who are you again? Did you are? I'm like, this will be the third time I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I, it sounds terrible, but I was happy that I was able to check the box of like doing like a talk show style thing off my list. Um it ended up fizzling out mostly because of the pandemic. And then the final coffee shop, it just got exhausting having to explain who I was. And then I would show up on the day of the show and be like, Hey, I'm here. And everybody was like, who are you? Why are you here? And I'm like, I swear I'm not an asshole. People are going to come in and give your business money. Yeah, it is. uh, Yeah. Uh, Some people that own venues of any sort uh, can be, the worst people (laughs) so i i I get it like i've had where you know yeah i've had tons of uh not wonderful experiences and there's a lot of reasons why it's like if you see me come through your city at one venue and then the next year it's a completely different venue it's probably it's probably happened where i was like oh this is not i don't want to do this again (laughs) yeah no totally and i think you know those were like my two like i would say creative thoughts or ideas that i wanted to do and then when the pandemic hit you know obviously in-person stuff kind of fizzled out um, at that point though, I was able, I'm, I was able to say I've hit all the clubs in the Valley and I've had like weekends there. And so that was exciting for me. And so now moving forward, some of the goals that I still haven't reached are just being able to get, um, a dry bar comedy special. That is my goal for the end of this year. Really? That's an exciting to. goal. It's, and you know what, man, again, I'm, I'm doing all the right things. I'm trying yeah. my best. I'm making the best decisions possible. So hopefully I will get some traction there by the end of the year. And then I'd like to do, now that everything's open, I want to do at least three out-of-state weekends, like at clubs where they see my stuff and they like me. I'm doing my due diligence. I'm reaching out to bookers. Um, But I want it to be through... Um, I want it to be through like people being like, oh, this girl's good. Like she's got like a good set. She can definitely come feature for us. And, um, you know, those, those are my two main goals for the end of this year. Yeah. Those are great goals. Those are wonderful goals. Uh, I've been thinking about my goals a lot this last few months. Um, yeah. And like for this year, my goals are like super low because, uh, I'm just still getting my sea legs back and I'm like, yeah. just kind of figuring things out, you know, and I had some really lofty goals for 2020, you know, clearly that didn't, that didn't happen. And so me, it's just like, I'm readjusting and like reeling back in of like, this is what's possible probably this year, <laughs> like as we piece it back together, you know? And so, but that's, I, I love the idea. I could see you having a dry bar special a hundred percent. Thank you. What are you, can I ask you what your goals are? Yeah. 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 You can ask me, um, you know, in 2020, I was going to go on a three month tour. And then at the end of the tour, I was going to film like an independent special and I was either going to try to sell it or I was going to send it to, 
you know, play a try salad or put it on YouTube. The, you know, it's a classic. I'm going to pay for it myself. It'll be somewhere. But I, yeah. I was like, part of that was I just, I, I hit my, that last year would have been my 11 year mark in comedy. And I was like, I don't have anything video wise. That's like really wonderful quality of what I've, what I do, you know? And so it's, you know, I just feel like at this point, you know, I, I feel very good about my hour and I feel like I could, I could really like sell some more tickets if I had things to use for promotion. So that was like a lot of it. And I was just like, I kind of want to set that goal. And uh, so that was 2020. And so this year, as you know, as that time went by and everything, it kind of dwindled down to, no, I think I just want like 4k footage of just like jokes. And it might be as simple as a five minute set that's like multi-camera it might be a 10 minute set. So I wrote down in my goals, I literally wrote them out last night was like a five minute set, a 10 minute set, and then a 40 minute set of just like filmed multi-camera, maybe just cameras that I own, or maybe I rent some cameras for some of this, but just like, I'm not calling it a special. I'm not calling it anything. I just want some like good footage. And then to do the tour that I'm putting together right now. And then to, uh, uh, what were my other goals? And then I think one of my other goals that I wrote down was to, um, now I'm blank. I'm blanking on like the last one. I think, it, oh, oh, I know what it was to continue. Uh, Lou Moon and I have another podcast that we're doing together, the best animal review podcast. And just to continue doing that and to, uh, uh, continue working with some amazing comedians. So very simple, very, like I could check box most of these home run things and feel decent about it. And I'm like, I'm going to start here. And I'm not going to start up here right now <laughs> as I find my sea legs and I get things together. I love it, dude. I'm all in. I think that's, I think that's a great way to look at it. And it's weird. I don't know if you can relate, but I feel like 2021 still feels like time doesn't exist. Like yeah. it's June, but is it really June? It feels like if everything's opening up, it should only be February at this point, but we're already like six months in. So I like how you strategize. Those are all very doable. They're manageable. They're measurable. You can easily knock those out of the park. And then you're going to be, you are now setting yourself up for that tour of 2022. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm just, I'm booking like a very small tour in September where I'm just going to kind of get my feet wet and stuff. And, uh, but really like I've even some of the venues I've talked to that were booked on my last tour, they're not, they're not ready yet, you know, in certain States yeah. and stuff. So it's like, I, yeah, exactly. It kind of was like, uh, me thinking of like, Oh, now a real tour until 2022. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. That's dope, man. You're going to, yeah. you're going to be awesome. I can't wait. I can't wait to see all that come to fruition for you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And I also, I think I know this about you is that you, you do vision boards, right? Oh, well, you know, I am, I fit the demographic. Because <laughs> I, I do vision boards. So that's <laughs> they're good. They're yeah. good. Think about, okay. So I have a, I have a corporate job and it's really stressful. And I at least put in 55 hours a week wow. like in my day-to-day -day job. So I like being able to look up from like my three screens and being able to see something that actually brings my heart joy where it's like, Hey, this year, 
you're gonna get a dry bar comedy special. And then it's not like people try to chalk it up like, oh, it's the secret. It's like putting stuff out there. No, it's like the fact that it's constantly in your face reminds you, oh, like, did I do anything to achieve that today? Yeah. Like, what, what can I do one little thing? Okay, I can like upload a new video to YouTube. I can create like a new Canva image to put on Instagram. I can look at my avails for the rest of the year and get those together so I can start sending them to clubs. Like, it's not that it's like magic. It just reminds you that like, we're not all robots who fucking hate our jobs and we have hearts and we have passion. And we just have to remind ourselves that one little thing that you can do each day is going to make your heart fuller and it's going to make those goals happen. Like it, it will make your dreams a reality. Yeah. Yeah. It's as simple as like, uh, like even like when I, every year I write out my goals in my notebook and it's like, even just like looking at that and then like really thinking about it, like I kind of narrowed it down to like, Oh, it's not really special. I just want some footage, you know, like yeah. that's a much more attainable goal right now, you know? And it's like, yeah, it's just like, you're making those steps forward and uh, yeah, and like same as like, you know, I knew that I wanted to go on this tour and stuff. And so I even like a month ago took a class uh, from a fellow comedian that did like, uh, like how to put together EPKs and like what they've learned about it and like how they, you know, from them booking a lot of stuff. And it was like, you know, like I've done it, but like, what does this person have to say about it? And it was That's like awesome. a whole different approach, you know? So I'm like, okay, now I can blend what I've been doing with this and maybe that'll help make this tour a little bit better, you know? Yeah. yeah. I wish people realized like how much work we put into everything that we do. I, I think sometimes <laughs> people are like, they're up there talking about dick jokes and yes, we do do that. But there's like a lot of finesse and professionalism and just all out hustle that we're doing on, on the lowdown that people just don't really know about. So mm. yeah, it's like, we have goals too. Like, you know, we're not curing cancer, but if you have cancer, you might want to hang out with us because at least we'll make you laugh. I don't know. That's like the bottom of the flyer. You're like, hey, I don't know. It might help. <laughs> if you have cancer, come to this show. Yeah. It's <laughs> um, speaking of processes, uh, yeah, sure. what does, what does, what does your writing process look like? So I, I'm a, I'm really big into typing and using, um, uh, using my iPhone, just capturing audio. So that's okay. usually like the genesis of jokes will happen where I'll either set aside like 20 minutes on a Wednesday or a Thursday. And I'm like, what is kind of piquing my interest? I'll go through some of my audio messages and I'll, I'll listen to something like funny that I, something that I thought was funny. And I'll use those, those 20 minutes or 30 minutes that I set aside to be like, where's the setup and punchline here? Is this a story? Is this a one-liner? And then in those 20 minutes, um, I can usually kind of suss out okay, do I even like this? Was that just stupid? Like it was a mm. woman standing in line at Starbucks with her speakerphone on blast, like talking as if no one else like was in the room. Is that actually funny? Like, do I like that? Is that me? And so usually in that first kind of like 20 minutes of writing, I'll start typing out things. And by the end of it, I know, 
okay, this is just a waste. Or I'm like, oh, I like this. This is a bit, this is a good premise. Mm. And then I put it on the back burner. I'll think about it a little bit more. And then anytime I have a scheduled writing session with myself, I always revisit that bit first. And I, I ask myself, am I still excited about this? Is this still giving me um, a lot of fun? Do I want to keep writing about it? And if at any time during the writing sessions that I set aside, if at any of those questions to myself, or if I ever answer a no, I'm like, okay, that's okay. I've got other premises that I can work on. But really, I try to set aside 20 minutes at least every day. On the weekends, it's a little bit more to look at those premises and bits that I've had or that I've come up with and see if it's worth my time and if I like it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Great. Yeah. So what do you have coming up uh, more in this time period? Yeah. Okay. So I'm headed to uh, Las Vegas next week. I don't know when this will air, but I'll be there June 14th to the 18th. There'll probably be some shows. Um, So follow me at KG Comedy on all the socials. And then as far as my next book gigs, I will be at um, Stir Crazy in Glendale, Arizona on Friday, July 16th and Saturday, July 17th. If by chance anybody is going to be on the East Coast, I'm also going to be um, at Starboard in Lewis, Delaware on Tuesday, nice. July 6th. So just throwing that out there as well. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Stir Crazy is a wonderful club in. Uh... Uh, is that Peoria? Is that count as Peoria or Glendale? I mean, it's all on the west side, so yeah, it's, it's all, all the same to me. Yeah. yeah, I grew up in Peoria, and I'm like, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, you're like, it's so big and vast out there. Everything's just Peoria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah, I I was just in Vegas like a week ago, so yeah, it was beautiful, nice. and there was like no one there, so it was it was great. <laughs> Right, right. With the summer heat and people still socially distancing, it's just as a desert as Arizona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got like basically, I went to the pool and I got to myself. You know, it was pretty great. And that's awesome. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah, it was. I was like, oh, this was like a great decision I made. Um, So, yeah, uh, that's great. And uh, where all can people find you online? And where do you spend the most of your time online? Okay, so most of my time online is spent on Instagram. Uh, um, so at KG Comedy, and then I also have a website, kgcomedy.com. Um, you can definitely see some stuff on Facebook as well. It's just Carrie Gallagher on Facebook. Um, TikTok, again, is at KG Comedy. And there's some like funny little videos that I do on there that, um, you know, help you get through your corporate jobs as well. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, if you go to her Instagram, you can definitely see uh, your talk show. <laughs> yeah, you can see you could see that and how wackadoo that was. It'll be so fun. Yeah, it's very great. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you, Zach. This was amazing. Thank you for hanging in there with me with tech difficulties. <laughs> and again, I genuinely am so pumped for all your goals. I can't wait to cheer you on and see you crush them this year and next. It's going to be great, man. You're so, you're so kind. Thank you. And I feel the same way. And, uh, I think, uh, 
January of next year, let's let's get together and make our vision boards. <laughs> yes, I'll bring the crystals and rosé. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> Um, awesome. Well, I've been your host, Zach Lyman. This has been the Zach Lyman Podcast.